Where Love you at? going to happen, the short version. I want to welcome everybody to Vibe Time with Jerry. That's on Blog Talk Radio tuning in and everybody that's on Facebook getting ready to tune in. Um, We have Paul Shields on mute right now, but he's also on StreamYard, and I will be introducing him in a second. But a couple of reminders. Um, First, the Cabin on 360, their event that was going to occur on August the 20th is sold out. So... Saw that yesterday. There's no more tickets. They're having another event in September. Um, Next week on our show, John Stevens. Can't believe it's already the third Tuesday of every month, but John Stevens will be on our show, and we will be talking about paranormal events. So for now, if y'all want to go out and check Virginia Paranormal Events, his page for everything that's going on. Please feel free to do that. So I'm not going to keep Paul Shields holding because we only have an hour. So (laughs) let's see. I got my co-host on here, David Flowers, too. How are you? I'm sure that we are public. I checked it. I I have to multitask with this thing because it'll, it'll say friends, even though I said it to public every time I do it, and it goes back to friends for whatever stupid reason, so I have to fix StreamTard manually every time I go on my show, which is ridiculous, to be honest with you. So I believe we are public. Yes, we are. How are you, Paul Shields? I'm pretty good, but you can hear me, right? Yep, I can hear you. No, I I don't think there's tech, but I'm sure Ronnie would let us know if there is. Hi, Ronnie. Hey, um, Ronnie. Do you, do you have an echo? Yeah, I wonder if it's because I called in. I called in. You know, I called in. Um, no, um, uh, you need to mute your computer and just talk through the phone. I have an echo. I'm not even on my computer. I'm just using my phone right now. Hello. How are you? It's not that bad of an echo, though, would it? Um, for the audience, is, is as long as they don't hear an echo, I'm good. Okay. Oh no, everybody's echoing. Yeah. See, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even hearing your echo at all. Yeah, I'm not either. I, I mean, what if I just turn the other? Because you know the number I called in on. Maybe I should just turn that off because I can hear two volumes. I can hear the volume from this feed, and I can hear the volume from the phone number I called in. Yeah, but I if you if 
if you ha you're not going to hang up on Blog Talk, are you? Because if you do that, then we won't hear you at all. Like no, we'll get you on StreamTard, but we won't have you on Blog Talk, the actual radio. Okay, because I'm on. You know what? Maybe I can try plugging in these um, headphones and see if that'll take away. Because everybody there's no echo. Hello, Kimberly. Hi, Lucy. Hello, Ronnie. How are y'all doing tonight? Hi, Vanessa. Hi, Lucy. Did I say Vanessa? I hope I did. All right, can y'all hear me? Vanessa. She's so cute. Yeah. yeah, we can yeah. hear you. No echo, but Culpepper is a little. What? Don't use big words with me, Kim. Thank you. I can't see it. I have my glasses on. Really? Why you got to do that shit? That's to use these bigger words with me that, you know, my brain can't wrap around. <laughs> All right, so I got your bio here. So you're an investigator and a technician for Culpeper Paranormal, right? Where is Culpeper located? Because I got people all over that may not know where Culpeper is. It's a beautiful place, but where is it? Okay, okay so Culpeper is a county basically about 45 minutes east of Fredericksburg and about 65 miles southwest of Washington, D.C., um, and about, uh, I'd say about 50 miles north of Charleston. So, so. Okay, so it's not too terribly bad. I've been out there once. I got lost. Okay. Well, did you find your way back home? <laughs> I did. I, I ended up taking the scenic route to Indiana, and Culpeper was one of those pass-through towns, and I was like, oh, how pretty. But... When I was a probation officer, we had um, I had a district out in Culpeper that we that I would talk uh, another probation officer out in Culpeper all the time. So it was really cool. We had a district out there. District, I think it was District Five probation, but okay. haven't quite made my way out. Now you've dimmed your voice is dimmed out a little bit. Yeah, once you put those in, it it like made it lower. So now I'm like having to. Oh, is it, is it still low? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yep. You're fired. Is it louder? Yeah, when you put when you put the mic right up to your mouth, it was a little bit louder. And I'm like. There we go. What'd you just do? There you go. Okay, can you hear it? Is it loud? Yeah, yeah, it was like really, really low, and I could barely hear hear them. Okay, because I had to, I had the earbuds in, so I'm still getting an echo, but whatever, I'll deal with it. But nobody, I don't think anybody's getting get over yeah, to the mic. Don't swallow it. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Paul, do you have Facebook and Streamyard both up? Do I have Facebook what? Do you have Facebook and StreamYard both up? Um, I yeah. Well, I don't know. There's well, there's two volumes because I have the the call in one, and then I'm getting like two volumes from the studio, the StreamYard. So I'm thinking yeah, because I, I I was have yeah I was having that problem because I've got Facebook up and I've got StreamYard up, so I had I muted Facebook. So I just have StreamYard up, and that's the only one I, I can hear now. So I was, I was having an echo problem. 
Okay, yeah, because all I have on is um is is the um stream yard I can see on the phone and then the number that I called in on. So I don't know I mean he sounds good on this end. I mean see to me he sounds fine. I don't hear an echo. Do you you don't hear an echo and the audience don't hear an echo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think people can hear you loud and clear now. Okay. Well that's fine. I can do it if it's clear, then that's good. <laughs> it's just echoing. That back. works for me. Can you deal with the little echo? I think so, as long as I can, as long as I can hear the questions and talk, you know. So. Okay. Well, our our show mainly is, um, as you know, we don't choreograph it or just straight. So. I read in your bio when you where you've been investigating for the last seven years and that you've been over like to a hundred different places and that you're a board member for the brandy station um can you talk a little bit about that and some of your experiences investigating and you know how your team came about and yeah absolutely so um on my team is Paul pepper paranormal um our founder is kim is Kimberly Lover. she's the founder of the group. And um, when, basically, to make a long story short, my daughter was taking guitar lessons from her. And, you know, I've always kind of been into the shows and kind of the paranormal and stuff. And so we were, um, we were just talking one day after, you know, the guitar lesson. And she's like, um, I don't know how we got on a conversation with paranormal, maybe one of the shows at Place Adventures or something. And she was like, um, hey, you know, I used to be in a group in Manassas and, um, you know, trying to put together a team in Culpepper, in Culpepper. And I'm like, oh, really? And she's like, you want to investigate? And I'm like, um, I don't know, it kind of freaked me out at first. You know, it caught me off guard. So I was like, well, sure. So she put something together. Yeah, it's this place, nice place down in Madison. And um, we and we did it like on Thanksgiving weekend back in 2014 or something. And uh, yeah, it's, that's how it all started, just investigating. That's really cool. Yeah. So you've been over to 100, over 100 places. I mean, gosh, we're... That's a lot of places. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, we've been probably to about, I would say, probably about sixty like good places. I count other places like cemeteries and private homes and things like that, and kind of in there. But yeah, we've done we've done well over a hundred investigations. Wow. Yeah. And y'all do um, y'all do the private investigations as well. So if somebody in that area. Yeah, we have. We do the, the only um. You know, there's there, there's a liability with that. You know, so um, it depends on the situation, you know, case by case basis. But we have done them. It just depends, you know, um, what the situation. Is. You know, we want to help everybody. You know, again, we don't we don't take any money or charge anything, and we approach everything as with the scientific method. So we do the best we can and explain things to them. And then, you know, if, if we feel like um, it's a good thing to do and it's going to help them, then we then we do it. You know, but it is a case by case basis. So we, but we will do them. But we like to do historical, you know, historical homes mostly. But okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah, you know, but that's good to know that if people, you know, if anybody contacts us, we know where to plug them into in in your area too, if need be. Right. You know, so that's a good thing to be able to do. Right, right, yeah, yeah, and um, 
yeah, most I mean most of the places we do around Culpeper area, you know, in, in some of the homes we've done around this area. And then, you know, and I'm also um, on the um, Brandy Station Foundation board. Um, Kim, our founder of our group, she was on the board as well. She's not on the board anymore. But um, we do, you know, um, help the, you know, the, the Brandy Station Battlefield and the Decedent House, which is in Brandy Station. It was a Civil War hospital. And um, we do a lot of stuff, you know, donations and, you know, we have paranormal groups come in and things like that. And, uh, you know, we've investigated there a whole bunch of times. It's a very cool place. Anybody ever wants to come and give us a call. What's the history of that? So, okay, so the so the history of the graffiti house goes back to 1858. Across, because graffiti house sits on Route 29 and in Culpeper, Brandy Station, matter of fact, which is right outside, you know, the town of Culpeper. And um, the landowner at that time owned this big, I don't know if it was a plantation or what it was, but his, his last name was Barber. And um, he sold a parcel of three acres across 29 to a guy named John Stone. And um, he built, he built, took about three years to build a graffiti house. And then when he was done, pretty much right when he was done is when, you know, the Battle of Bull Run started, you know, when the Civil War started in 1861. It took him about three years to complete the house. And then, you know, but then you know, when the Civil War started, they were, you know, the train, you know, the train tracks right beside it. And that was all, all the way down to Gordonville. So, you know, the graffiti house is right on track. So, you know, getting soldiers down to Gordonsville and, you know, you know, getting a medical help and stuff, they stopped at the graffiti house. And then, of course, the Battle of Danny Station, which happened in, you know, June 9, 1863, that was used as a field hospital for that battle, the biggest cavalry battle in the world. I've heard of the graffiti house. I think yeah. one of my friends went there. I've never been there. Um, it's it's a cool area. I mean, it's, well, I know you said you got lost in Culpeper, <laughs> but um, there's so much history here. You know, it's probably the the most fought over county in, in than any county in the Civil War. Um, it changed hands so many times. I mean, we had the winter encampment for the Union Union winter encampment between 1863 and 1864, right before Grant's Oval encampment. So you know, when Grant came to D.C. after his Western victory, you know, in Pittsburgh and stuff, and Lincoln brought it over, Grant. We went to Washington. His next stop was Brandy Station. Gathered 110,000 troops and marched over the Rapidan River to, to to the wilderness, which is about 25 minutes away in Orange County, right on right off Route Three. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I've never. And that's your that's y'all's place that you investigate and do things at too, then, right? Or is yeah. it just the the Brandy Station, or is it? Both of those places. What do you mean? Brand, well, Brandy. They, the Brandy Station different from the Graffiti House? Is it too different? No, the Graffiti House is in Brandy Station. Okay, I got you. I was getting confused, but that's just me. Right. No, it's fine. No, I know if you know in the area. Yeah, I'd probably do a little better explaining it. But yeah, yeah, Brandy Station is, and that's where I live. So I live about three miles from the Graffiti House. I got pretty much in the part of Brandy Station, which is a Brandy Station is very small. I mean, it's a it's a train track, and there's, there's the old Fleetwood Church is is right next to kind of not next to the graffiti house. Then you have the graffiti house, and you have a couple other old buildings, and you know, then you're about two minutes from the town. I got you. All right, we got a couple people on. Hey, Lori. Hey, Shayla. Ronnie says you are beginning to echo really bad again. The sound is running together, and it's hard to understand you. Yeah, I'm, I'm echoing. Yeah, can so I, I don't know. 
how to fix it. Well, let me try. Let me try disconnecting from that number, and I can talk to you through the Streamyard. Will that work? You can talk to us through Streamyard. Uh, you can. That might. I mean, go ahead and try to disconnect from that. That might work. Okay. But you're hanging up on Blog Talk, oh, so I don't know if Blog Talk will. They. Sh I don't know how that works. We'll just have to wait and see. Go ahead and disconnect and see what happens. I can't hear you now. Can you hear me now? Yes. You can hear me. I can hear you now. And there's no echo. And there's no echo, but yeah. your your call is dropped off the streamyard, so you should still we should still be able to hear him on Blog Talk, right, David? Yes, I can still hear him. Okay, much better. All right, that works. Trying to get all between StreamTard and Blog Talk and Facebook and everything else gets confusing and messed up. Yeah, and we got, go we go through this every fucking week. Excuse my language. Oh no no no! Oh, I fucking say fuck off. Fucking okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That really that really should be my safety word. I mean, for real. So um, so are we still are we still live though? Yes, we are live. Yeah. Okay. They're used to me saying that word, so you know. Right. Okay, but yeah, but but the echo is gone, and I, the echo was coming from being on that, um, the number that I called in. Yeah. So hopefully that fixed everything. Hopefully that everything's okay. People can see it here. Yeah, I'll um, I'll run back through Blog Talk later, like at, on the actual Blog Talk site. But with okay. him and I on calling into the studio and me having you on. Speaker through the computer, it should work. Okay. So, yeah, hundred percent yeah. better. Okay. A thousand percent better. Yeah, well, a thousand. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. All right, Thought good. I saw yeah, hundred. And my, and my volume's okay. You can hear me okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. Can you turn yours up just a little bit? I think I'm all the way up. Yeah, I'm, I'm all the way up. Okay, well that should be okay. Y'all can hear them 100% better, so we're good. Yeah, let me um let me turn this fan off. I know the all right because fan makes a little bit of noise too. So yeah. All right. So okay, this is better because it's really hard to talk when everything's echoing. Up, <laughs> oh, Kim from Call Pepper Paranormal is here. Get it together, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim is Kim is she's the um, glue to our, to our group. So, How many people are in your group? And sometimes it's hard for me to bring everybody from a group, so I hope nobody feels left out because that wasn't the intentions. It's just that I found when I tried to bring a bunch of people on, it it echoes, it it just messes up, and it makes me paranoid, nervous when I'm doing my show, when I've got so many people on and everybody's trying to fix something and maybe one person is fine. The next person isn't. It's so I just, you know, so I I I hope that that's okay that you represent Culpepper Paranormal because I don't I don't know any of your other your other team members and I oh yeah I know you no. oh yeah no, that is fine that's, that's, Mr. That's, Paradelia, I know you exactly <laughs> <laughs> yes yes I try to tag you in everything. Everything. Yeah, that is, I mean, 
and, I, and you know, the funny thing about it is I got your sarcasm right off the bat. And I mean, you were trying to explain it. We were like, hey, you know, and it's like I knew it. It's funny. And I, and I love that exchange. I was, I was showing my wife, and I was like, this is hilarious, you know, because, like, I'll come in, I'll come in, and I'm not trying to be mean, you know. I mean, look, I mean, there are, I know Dave caught an orb, you know, down at the base. I've had an orb, you know. They do exist. I'm not, it's just an inside joke between Jerry and I. It's, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> you can't. You can't help it. You know. I mean, I, I do you remember the one that I tagged you in with the lady that's on TikTok that had all these orbs flying around her living room, and yeah. people were like dumb enough to believe it. And I'm like, oh my god, that's dust bunnies. And then she got offended because people were telling her that it was paradelia, and she's like, don't say that these are not real when they are. And people were like, oh, I can't believe they're being so mean. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they're so dumb. Exactly. You know. I mean, look, I mean, I mean, there are things, let me turn this a little bit, um, I mean, there are, I mean, obviously there are, there are orbs and dust. But I mean, you know, the, the smaller the lens on a camera, right, and then you have, you know, it's just like if you hit a cushion in the daylight, you know, and the sun's coming in through the blinds, and you hit a cushion, you can see all the dust and everything coming up, and you can see with your own eyes. And it's kind of like when you have a lens on, a, on your cell phone, or smaller the lens, mm-hmm. you know, the, the more you're going to see these dust particles. You know, and um, and it happens, and even you know, even with IR light, you know, and even when you take pictures with a with a smartphone or cell phone camera, you know, you're going to get these reflections reflecting off from the flash, reflecting off of light. You're going to get different colored ones. And I'm not saying, I mean, there are, I mean, obviously there are some, there are orbs. I mean, there's some that there's no explanation for some of these things that are your own eyes. I think that's the best way to um, you know to, to capture something. I mean, it's hard to capture it with your own eyes because you need something to record it with, like a video camera would be the best. But um, but, I mean, you know, sometimes, like, they come through. I mean, you know, you can tell there's light flashing off of it. So it's, you know, and, and doing this, I mean, like, I'm not a veteran. I'm not like David Flowers, you know, doing it for a long time. But 85, I mean, I'm doing yeah. A, <laughs> but I've been doing it long enough, you know, to where, you know, using, you know, DVR, and you guys know, too. I mean, using DVR cameras that you're watching hours and hours of footage, you know, from, from investigations. And, you you know, you, you walk out of a room and you just you see these things, you know, I call them dust bunnies, you know, but you mm-hmm. see them start up and the IR lights catching them and yeah they look when I first got it it was funny because for my first our first our second investigation with Culpeper Paranormal um, we were at the um, Gordonsville Exchange and I first time I ever used the DVR and we set it up and there's no audio on the DVR we had like four cameras no audio but just the video and then we got all these dust things come up it was in the middle of January so they had heat on and you know stuff and so when he came on these things would come up and I was like look at all these shorts I was like this is crazy and I'm like, we're looking, and then I'm like, you know, and it's like, well, you know, if it was paranormal, it wouldn't be like this all the time, you know. And I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you, I mean, you catch on to it. Yeah, yeah. David and I have pretty much pegged the um, orbs in the manor house. They, you know, <laughs> they right. fly a certain way. We just, we just know. We don't even dispute it with each other anymore. We're like, no, oh, okay, we know that we the flies and the bugs have a pattern there. Right. So. Um, I gotta say hello to Yvonne and Ronnie said Culpepper is a great, great group of people. Had a blast at say albums with them. Yeah, Ronnie, uh, yeah, Ronnie Shayla, great people, love them. Yeah, Ronnie also said that he can he carries a can of pledge for all the orbs that they see. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. And then we have somebody under Facebook user that says it can well it can be confusing for sure. What's up? I'm sorry, I don't know who that is because it's just showing up on mine as a Facebook user, so I don't know who they are. But I am yeah, going to acknowledge you. Yeah, no, I, I can't I think see it's it. Ryan. 
Oh, okay. So on, yeah, I, don't, I can't see anybody commenting. I should have brought up my laptop and looked at it. You're cool. If anybody – when the, uh, we try to um, get the comments and acknowledge, you know, the comment in the comment section of who comes on and who says what um, in our comment session, comics, comments section. So <laughs> – so what is your take on all these um, fairy videos that people put up? I just um, want to know your opinion. Like catching actual fairies, like the, fly, like the little things. Of, I, I don't know. I, I don't know that much about them. I've seen a couple of things on, like, that, that, um, that paranormal caught on camera. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what to think about those. Um, I haven't seen a lot of videos of those except for what I've seen on, like, some television shows, but I, I, I don't know how to comment on that. I mean, I, you have me up to foot. <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I keep thinking they're dragonflies or mosquitoes. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, dra so yeah. great point. Um, sorry, David, you want to say something? No, I, I was just agreeing, agreeing with you. Dragonflies, mosquitoes, something like that. Right. Because there's a yeah, lot of there's a lot more of them circulating on people's ring cameras, and I'm like, that looks like a mosquito to me. Right. <laughs> yeah, mosquito. Yeah, one of those. Like, well, dragonflies have those four little wings, right? So I mean, um, you know, it's like the one the fairy videos that I've seen. It looks similar to that dragonfly. And I mean, you know, I mean, people are gonna you know manipulate stuff too, obviously. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the fairy thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm 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 leaning more towards um, paradoia. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're since we're on the subject of paradoia, yeah, can we can you just can you please like break that down because I have some people on here that are not ghost hunters. They're right. interested in it, but they're not. And explain that if you don't mind, because you have a better take on paradoia really than my brain wraps around. Right. So the, I guess probably the short answer to pareidolia is, is kind of like your brain, like you want to, like when you look up in the clouds, for example, mm -hmm. then you, you know, you your brain's automatically trying to find a face. And you do it in carpet, like shag carpet or, you know, um, you know, you, you, you see faces and things. I mean, our brains are wired that way. It's like we automatically look to see a face. And I think that's what happens with this orb phenomenon, you know, that, that you know, you and I are kind of joking about, you know, on some of this sites, mm -hmm. is that people are, you know, they're taking your smartphones, taking a shot of an orb, I don't know how many, well, you know, it's, it's, it's dust, I'm assuming, but how far away, and they, they superimpose it really big, and then, yeah, you're going to see all kinds of stuff in there. You might see, you know, you might see a city, you know, you might see, I mean, you know, and I think that's the problem because everything just starts pixelating. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I think that's the issue with, um, Excuse me. I think that's the issue with with the with the with the pareidolia effect. You know, and that's what's causing us to see things. And I'm not saying. I mean, because I, I mean, I think there are things that are there too. I mean, I'm not saying everything's pareidolia. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, there. I mean, with the orb things in the faces, I tend to, like 99% of it. I mean, that's just my opinion. You know, but there's like people are taking pictures like in a dark hallway, and then they put it through a filter, and they brighten it up, and you up and shape like a figure. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, that could still be pareidolia. It just you know, if you're if you're zooming in on it, I mean, it just depends. I mean, I like video. I mean, obviously, video is going to be a lot more. Um, you know, you can you know if you're you know if you're, if you're shooting in you know 30 frames a second, you know HD, you know you can you can stop and you know stop frame by frame, you know, and do a screenshot of it, you know, and that's kind of better than a than a phone, I think. Um, 
But, I mean, I don't know. I think people should, I think you have a smartphone. They have great cameras on them. You know, you should take as many pictures as you can and always take at least three pictures in one spot. That way, if there is, like, para, like a pareidolia phenomenon, you know, you might be able to, um, you know, debunk it. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, but that's kind of my theory, you know. I mean, I, I just think with the, you know, with seeing faces and, and, and things, you know, um, tree, 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 you know, tree bark, um, you know, carpet, uh, clouds, um, you know, that type of thing. And then, you know, obviously taking pictures using, you know, um, a camera that doesn't have IR on, IR on it, you know, and shooting in, you know, in, in dark light where everything's black and then you're putting it through a filter and then you're, you know, you're zooming in and then you're, you're getting all kinds of crazy things. And, you know, it, I mean, there could be something there, you know, but I think more time than not, you know, mm-hmm. 90% of the time it's, it's Paragolia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna reiterate windows because a lot of people send me pictures of windows. You know, behind the right. scenes, they'll message me windows and say, "What do you see?" And I'm like, "It ain't what you think you see." <laughs> you know, I and I and I try to be nice about it. And I've actually had a couple people defriend me recently because I wouldn't, I didn't agree to what they said that it was. And I'm not going to lie to somebody. Um, I had one recently do it when they sent me some footage of orbs or an orb and I wasn't about to tell them that that was their child in that orb because it was not. Oh, they were claiming that? And I can't, I'm not going to, it was clearly not an orb. It was a particle of some sort, like dust or something, but it wasn't, I, I'm just, I'm not going to agree with somebody to try to make them feel better. I, 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 yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. And you, know, you feel kind of bad. That's a shame that they, you know, they want to unfriend you or not talk to you because mm-hmm. you have an, cause it's just an opinion. Yeah. I mean, it's your opinion. Yeah. It's like, look, this is what I think. And you know, I think some people are looking at as, you know, as you as a pro- or us as professionals, you know, and thinking that we that uh, that we want to tell them the truth, we want to comfort them, and things like that. And mm-hmm. so I, sometimes it's the hard truth. It's just like, mm-hmm. look, I don't think it's anything. You know, yeah. I mean. But the whole, you brought up the window, the window thing, the reflection, that's a huge point. I mean, you know, Kim and I have taken a lot of, you know, pictures of, of places, and she does way more than I do because I always forget to take pictures. But, um, we, you know, there's t- reflections in windows all the time, and, in, and during the day is the worst because you've got, you know, you got trees outside the window, and you're reflecting it in clouds too. So that's a huge pareidolia um, thing with the, with, with, with the windows. I, they show those all the time. You know, and I'm like, man, I, I mean, yeah, it's like, yeah, it does look like a face. It does look like a face, but I don't know. I think that's just a reflection off the window. And, I mean, unless you go to different angles, you know, and take different pictures. Because, you know, as a, as, an, as a paranormal investigator, I mean, it's kind of, those, are, those are kind of things you want to do. I mean, you want to be able to take, you know, three you know, do different angles and take shots because you want to. Because I think the, the first and foremost thing we want to do as paranormal investigators is, is, we, want to, um, is we want to, like, debunk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We want to debunk. Um, what we see, and um, and if we get enough, you know, definitive evidence, you know, using different camera angles, audio recording, things like that, then we can say, oh, then it is paranormal. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? But I think debunking is is the, is the first thing that we want to do as investigators, in my opinion. No, I mean, I agree with you on that. That's, that's the first yeah, thing we in do. This area, yeah, in this area here, with all the historic buildings, a lot of them had their yeah, they're machine-made windows, but they're made to look like they're handmade. So there's waves in the window, and that 
that will wreak havoc on a picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, David. Yeah, because yeah, older windows have all those ripples and waves in them, and that's that's caused all kinds of crazy deflections mm-hmm. you know, from different angles. Yeah, that did. I mean, it's fooled me a couple times. I've been taking pictures and taking pictures of historic places and. You know, you're thinking there's a face in there, and knowing now what I know now, I'm like, well, maybe that's not, you know. It's the windows and the way they were cut, particularly like where, we were, where I work at at the museum. There's, I mean, that is an old building, and the way they, the way those windows are cut, at one point I thought there was a couple faces in it, but it's not. You know, now I realize that it's not. I think I only have one clear-cut picture um like in the town of Urbana at one of our Ralph Wormley houses. It's an older house, but you see the blinds, but you see a girl behind the blind. I'll have to send it to you, you know, but, um, okay. yeah, it was very interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not saying there isn't. I mean, yeah. there's, there's obviously proof. I mean, I think, like, in the paranormal field, I mean, it's like if, if you're there for, like, five minutes and that, that – you know, so-called apparition is still in the window after five minutes. Yeah. I don't think it's paranormal because yeah. you know how fast this. These yeah, they move. They move very fast. That day, when I was taking a walk that particular morning out in town, the energy was off to the house. Right. And something didn't feel right. You know, with right. it, I mean that that whole day was messed up. And then I took the picture, but that was also the same day I got bit. I had a bite mark show up on my arm, so it was a lot of things back to back that happened with that. <laughs> But oh, wow. it's, yeah, it was very. Saying it's, yeah, Ryan's saying it's mostly dirt around that moved around by rain. You mean like on the windows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, like I said, people send historical pictures all the time, or they're posting historical pictures all the time, and they're like, "Look." Look at these faces I caught, and I'm just like going there. I know, and yeah, and you know, and there's there's a popular uh, paranormal site called Ghosts of London. It's, I don't know if they're a group, but they post. They get hundreds of hundreds of likes every time they post pictures, and um, I follow them. And um, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff on there. It's like, man, I mean, it's like to me, it's kind of easy to um, debunk. But if you say anything on there about that, hi, John. Will, I've already been so, banned. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about Facebook. I've been banned from Facebook. I don't know how many times. Uh, but it hasn't happened since well, in a while. Yeah, I've been banned. Three of my favorite people right here. Thank you, John Stevens. You'll be on next week. <laughs> don't forget. John was with us at St. Albans a couple of weeks ago as well. Oh, I'll bet you that was fun. It was fun. It was really fun. We're definitely going back next year. Um, my mother-in-law, who's, who's part of our group, she's, she's actually, she's always been really into the paranormal. She kind of got us into, you know, like, let's do it. Let's do the investigation. When Kim got us, the, you know, when Kim got us a location, we were trying to put the, putting the group together. Because basically, basically, basically the, uh, the, the group is, it's me, my wife, my mother-in-law, and Kim. Kim's the founder of the group, so it's just us four. So it's kind of like a family thing. Uh, my wife is like, and David, David, David's met my wife came to the manor house back in February. She's she's kind of like she just really doesn't want to do it anymore. But she, you know, she watches all my videos and she's like probably the most skeptic out of anybody. You know, 
know, and, and, then, and then my mother-in-law is very into the history. She loves the history. Dave actually met her as well. They, her and my father-in-law okay. came on and were up to the her house, um, probably right around when you started there, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were there when they came or not. I don't remember. She didn't say anything, but um, it was, that was like the last week of February or something like that. I wasn't there. I was, I was, I've been there for almost a year. Well, I've been there. I'm, I don't know what day it is exactly in August, but it's been about a year that oh. I hadn't like started started until when March uh, late March early April yeah oh, yeah. okay so yeah so then because mm-hmm. yeah we went there I didn't see you there we went there obviously yeah but, um, but yeah but it's but it's pretty much just us four in our, in our group and then we do things with other people I mean you know we we do um you know at, at the graffiti house we do tours there once in a while we do ghost tours in the town of Culpeper we we do um well, for the town of Culpeper for our tourism we do, they put on like three or four ghost tours a year and we host those. Um, we've investigated a bunch of little stores and places on Davis Street, which is the main street. There is a main street in Culpeper, but there's Davis Street, which is actually the main street with, with all the restaurants and stuff. Excuse me, very small. Mm-hmm. But um, we do a ghost tour and talk about that stuff there. And then, you know, of course, like I mentioned the graffiti house. We do public events there um, like once a year. And we do like a spirit night right before Halloween, kind of like an open to the public. People can come in and we can talk about the, investig- or the investigations we did there and the evidence we got there. And then we do, we do events um the Fauquier County Jail, the, um, um, what they call the Old Jail History Museum, Fauquier County. That place is really cool. That's probably one of the most haunted places investigated um even there a bunch of times as well we do events for them every year we do we do gosh one year i think we did like six tours for them in one year oh, and wow. you know we don't we don't take any money or you know um from any of these places everything donations 100 percent of it goes you know to their foundations you know for preservation and stuff um you know um avenel um historic avenel down in bedford county um we've done some a couple events for them as well and um, the Rising Sun Tavern in Fredericksburg. Um, we've done it. Uh, George Washington's brother built that house. We've done some events from, for them too, and in, in, um, in November. But um, but yeah, we're pretty active with that. I think you know with us, you know, um, with the historical part of the paranormal, it's a big thing with my mother-in-law. That's what she's into, and she's very good with that. So we focus with that, you know. But of course, the paranormal, you know, we try to you know to get get the answers. You know what I mean? Like you know what, like who was there? You know, and obviously these places have been around, the longer they've been around, you know, how many families have lived there, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, they, they go way back. Right, right. I know, like I said, when I was taking the scenic route to Indiana, mm-hmm. I got Culpepper was one of the places that it took us. <laughs> but it was cute, and I was like, oh, this is a nice little town. It's not like right. Urbana. You know, well, because it is a little town too. But I'm sure that your population is a little bit higher than ours. Ours is like 458 people. Yeah, um, I think they had, yeah. John Stevens was telling me that he was telling. He said he's known you for a long time, and yeah. he was telling me. He was, I was. I said, "Where is Urbana?" We were, we were in St. Albans. We were having dinner, and I was talking to John. And he was like trying to explain to me where it was. And I, I don't. My my geography of that area, I don't. I don't mm-hmm. know at all. I'll know it soon because my daughter's going to Old Dominion University. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's leaving in a couple of weeks, and we're driving out there. So I'm, I'm going to get to know that area a lot better, obviously, in the coming years. But, um, yeah, he was trying to explain to me where it was, and I had no idea. And he told me it was a smaller town and that type of thing. But, hey, small towns are great. Yeah, it's a small yeah. port town. But I, I like, even though it wasn't very long that I was in Culpeper, I liked it, and I thought it was really cool. And I was like, I'm going to have to come back here to visit because yeah. I think it's like a couple hours from us, I think. 
I'd have to Google it and find out. Yeah, we're if you, it's, we're we're two hours and forty minutes from Old Dominion University without any traffic. So I think I think Williamsburg Williamsburg were exactly two hours. So so then you would be a little over an hour from me then because I live way farther up than. So you live closer to Richmond. I do. I, I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm, an, I'm an hour and 30 minutes from, like, VCU. Okay. So, so yeah, so it's not that far. I mean, yeah. I, you know, to, 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 um, to get to Williamsburg is, you know, two hours. But well, then that's not time. too bad. Yeah. That's not too bad at all. I mean, like I said, that was a nice little place we got lost in, and I was like, oh, my God, getting all paranoid. I remember that because of where I was at, and then we ended up going through the mountains of West Virginia. It was hard. Yeah. <laughs> what oh, was oh, supposed oh. What was supposed to be an 11-hour trip turned into an 18-hour trip because my dad had taken, he took the, um, what did he do? He did something with the GPS where he took off highways, interstates, and we took the whole scenic route to Indiana. It was a hot mess. And it, and once I got lost in the last cornfield, I was like, this. I was so mad because it was 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm still driving and I got a kid in the back of the car all sick from the mountains, so it was a mess. That's scary. <laughs> and then on our way back from Indiana, I looked at my mom and said, why are we hitting cornfields again? And then that's when I was like, let me pull over and check this. Let me pull over and check the GPS. And then I had noticed where he had unchecked everything and I was like, or checked it. Or unchecked what he whatever it was that caused the scenic fruit, and I was like, God damn! <laughs> so yeah. mad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when you follow GPS, I mean, sometimes it's taking. I mean, literally taking you through like across a stream or through a cornfield. It took me to a to a cornfield at a dead end street with cones in it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then my brother is sitting on a step, saying, looking at me like this, and I'm like flipping him off as I'm pulling up because I'm like, really, dude? He was trying to walk us through everything we were going through, and then we ended up at some cornfield with train tracks and the train going back and forth. I was like, oh, my God. So it was a nightmare. All right, so John said this a little from Urbana hours. Okay, to Culpepper, yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't take yeah, I, me. I, it wouldn't take me that long, John Stevens. I doubt it. Not with my foot. I think it might take me a little over an hour, and that's it. Yeah, because yeah, because I can tell you from here, from here, from, I live in Brandy Station, but from here to William, to here to Williamsburg, it took us two hours. Yeah. Two hours. It took me originally. I went through Fredericksburg and down. It took us a lot. Well, I think it took, it took us like two hours and forty-five minutes when I when I went to you know to Williamsburg the first time on the way home. We just jumped on sixty-four. And then took 64. I think I went all the way to like 15 through Gordonsville. I think that's even the way I went, and it was two hours instead of getting on 95. How far is How far is Gordonsville from you? Gordon, Gordonsville. My my mom and my sister went there. Um, it's for me. It's about about 40 minutes. Okay, because I've been wanting to go there too. Mm-hmm. Gordonsville. Oh, Gordonsville's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. It's yeah. um, It's different than it's, it's different than Culpeper. Um, it's I mean, Culpeper's there's more people. It's busier, obviously, mm-hmm. but Gordonsville's a beautiful little town. I mean, you have the, you have, there's a great barbecue place there. I think it's called the Barbecue Exchange near the Gordonsville Exchange. I'm But, um, yeah, that's a great place. Gordonsville's a great place to visit, too. It doesn't have the history like Culpeper has. Yeah. It's still a quaint, cool little town. Yeah. i got to make some road <laughs> trips. Yeah. 
And at one time, I wanted to say, because you were talking about Culpepper, at one time, I don't know what year it was, probably before 2000, but it was one of the top 10 um, best voted, top 10 best voted America's small towns. Oh, yeah. So it, it did make the list, I think. I think it was before 2000. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the list, because I remember looking for Urbana, and I didn't see it on there. I think I think Kilmonic outbeat us, and I'm like, really? Kilmonic. Yeah, yeah, Kilmonic area. Um, yeah, I Ronnie Anderson said, because <coughs> I got to back up a little bit on comments. He said, "What about yeah. residual? They are not always fast." Because remember, we was talking about how fast spirit was. I agree on the debunking things before calling it a spirit. So, what is your thoughts on something residual? Residual. If they're not um, always yeah, that I, fast. No, I believe I believe residual is uh, definitely a thing because it's basically memory playing back. And I mean, you know, when you go to a place, um, you know, like say say somebody got shot at a certain time at a certain place, I believe that that tape plays over and over. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I I believe I believe most of the paranormal that we see is is residual, um, is a residual haunt paranormal in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's also intelligence, obviously, but, mm-hmm. uh, but residual I think is I think is most of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, to take plane back. Like people see Civil War soldiers, and you see, you know, you see things from the past. You know that you're that hurt. It doesn't necessarily mean that that. I mean, this is where it gets kind of debatable, I guess, right? I mean, it, it, that could be. That doesn't necessarily mean that's a a spirit, or is it, or is it a, a, a memory or take plane back? I mean, it's actually there. You're you're actually seeing it, but it's just somebody. It's not. You know, it's just playing back what happened at that time. You know. 100 years ago or 150 years ago. But I think noises and things like that, smells, noises, you know, in places um, are, are definitely a part of residual, you know, haunting. See, I see a lot of shadow figures moving back and forth. And are they residual shadow figures? Um, I don't know. Um in my opinion, I think shadow figures are probably more intelligent. I don't think that would necessarily be residual. I mean, unless you see something, a dark shadow figure walking through a wall. You know what I mean? Like, that might be a residual where a door used to be. And there's a wall there now. and It's, you know, a shadow figure. But, I mean, the type of shadow figures that we've experienced and seen are things that are moving fast, that are like, you know what I mean, that it looks like they're almost playing like a, like a, like a, like a, like a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I call it residual shadow figures because I always see them on the property in the same location. I'm not always seeing them in different locations, and I call it shadow because I'm not seeing a uniform. I'm not seeing, you know, how people might see a Civil War uniform or Civil War soldier. That's not what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it, it. it's an actual shadow figure, and it's just moving back and forth. Back and forth. I see them on my property, or when I go outside, um, I'll see them. And they're not, like I said, they're not like you could describe it as a soldier or anything like that. It's a, it's a shadow figure, dark that just goes back and forth. I, I mean, I guess it could be an elemental too. I guess you know, not being outside. I guess that's mm-hmm. a possibility. Because I, I see them quite I mean, often, and. I mean, if it's do, I mean, if it's if it's a pattern, you know, I mean, obviously, if there if there's if there's a pattern to it, 
I mean, it could just it could be residual. Cause I think that's the main thing with, with with something that's residual that that there's a pattern. Yeah, I went to a gas station one time up the road here, and um, I walked in, and I saw a figure go back and forth from the the back room to the cooler, just watching it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, and but it didn't pre- it didn't show itself. You know what I mean? It, it presented as a shadow of a female, but black. Right. Like nothing, no clothes, just black. And then I found well, out me, there was a lady that was shot there. Really. The lady that was she was working there, and her. Husband came in for whatever reason and shot her there in the back room, which I I really didn't know. I mean, this is right up the road. Shot her in the back room and shot himself, too. Um, oh, wow. So, and, you know, the staff at this particular station, you know, they were like, stuff gets moved all the time. If we put something in the wrong place, they move it in the right place. But she was just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, dang, she ain't. She don't realize she's still doing her job. So that's what I was residual right. shadow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't, and I don't know if I'll necessarily call, call that a shadow figure. Shadow figures, to me, are like well, I guess everybody has a different definition, or mm-hmm. like, like the definition that I think I'm used to as a shadow figure is like they kind of hide in the dark mm-hmm. and you around. But if it's something what you're seeing, like. Even though it's, it looks like a shadow, but you can tell it's a female. Because, I mean, some of the shadow figures that we've seen are like they're four and a half feet tall. I mean, they're, they're small. Yeah. You know, uh, a full-size shadow figure, if it's, especially if you can outline, you can tell it's a female. I mean, I, I mean, to me, that would just be like you're seeing an apparition. Right? I mean, a shadow figure is a shadow figure. Is, yeah, because I call them out when I see them. As soon as I okay. see them, I'll be I, I just saw that. I just saw a shadow right. figure. Just... You can't help it because it's a shadow to me. It's not. It's just moving back yeah, and well, forth. I've seen, some, I've seen some creepy shit in my house. And I mean, I, my house is relatively new, and and I haven't told my kids, but and and, and but I, and I don't. It's even on, on investigation. I mean, this, like, we weren't even. I, I came up to go to, to go to bed, and I opened up my door, and I saw a shadow, a shadow of a small. It was a small, like a small animal. Now I had a I had a, a, a Siamese cat, you know, that I have when I, when we first moved here and he passed it passed away in two thousand eight, and it was the weirdest thing. And I've never seen a shadow. I mean, I've been on I mean, you know hundreds of investigations mm-hmm. and never seen like anything like that. It was at my house, and I told my wife I woke my wife up and she was like, you know, don't say anything to the kids. That's why I'm talking kind of quiet because I don't want them to hear me. Well, my son, like my daughter's almost eighteen, so it doesn't matter, but. She's not even here anyway. But, I mean, it, but it was freaky. And that was, you know, I thought it was black and the light was on the hallway. So it wasn't like it was in the dark. I mean, it was, I, I shut the door and I forgot something downstairs. And I opened up our bedroom door and there it was. Went from the stairway to the bathroom, which is kind of diagonal path about three and a half feet, four feet. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, it was pretty bizarre. Yeah. Oh, I got, a, I, got a, I got another really cool story to tell you real quick, too. And I have another, this, is, this happened before I, we started doing paranormal. Um. My oldest brother is a retired general in, in the army, and he's been to like Pakistan and you know Iraq, Afghanistan, fought in both wars and everything. And he brought he's brought back tons of these rugs of these of, of, of these prayer rugs. And um, he gave me this he gave these I have tons of them downstairs, probably about a dozen or so. And one of them we put it was 
nice little red one, had a little design on it, and we stuck it in our room, and my wife, my wife was like, it's a little, like, exercise mat, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we laid it out on the floor, and it was there for a total of 10 days. And weird things started happening. And I'm a pretty skeptical guy, okay? They do paranormal investigating. And this, like I said, this is before we started investigating. Mm-hmm. And um, my wife had some crazy dreams, and then I woke up, and this was about, this was like the ninth or tenth day, the rug was down. I started falling asleep. I woke up, and there was this black mist at the foot of my bed. And I, I woke up, and I just like, I went like this with my eyes, and I was mm-hmm. doing this, and I was like, what in the hell? And I was nudging my wife, and I was like, hey, look at this. And I could still see it when I'm nudging her. Then I turned and looked at her, looked back, and it was gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know for 100% that I saw what I saw was real. And the, the weird thing is, it's like, I've never seen anything like that since I've been investigating. And um, the very next day, and I, and I thought because of the weird things that happened, and the only thing changed, I'm thinking, what is it, why, what's going on? Why is he this? So the rug, rolled it all up, put it back in the box, and we've been here for 17 years. And mm-hmm. this happened probably about eight or nine years ago. So, um, you know, rolled it back up, stuck it in the box. I still have the rug. It's in a box downstairs with other prayer rugs. But um, I wish it had happened while I've been investigating. I would have had the K2 meter out, the red <laughs> pod. I would have left it on the floor. I would have moved yeah. it to a different room. I would have gotten yelled at. My kids would have been freaking out. But you know what? Shit. I want to find out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. 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 But it was the most bizarre thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I wasn't even investigating. Oh, wow. Yeah. Attachments. John said the floor to the ceiling shadow figure I saw in the basement at the Brick Rancher moved fast and went right through them. Yeah. The shadow figure at the at the cabin on 360 or the ranch or the brick rancher next door to it. That one is just so unpredictable anyway. It is. I had a, I had a camera down there and I had a little um, 4K like GoPro knockoff, like Chinese knockoff camera or whatever, and set up. I lost two hours of footage. I don't know what happened to it. I got deleted, but when I uploaded it to my computer, it was gone. I hate so that. I watched. I yeah. So I, I might have caught something down there. I had. Because I think I had the camera set up for four and a half hours, and so I had the other two and a half hours that I could watch, and I didn't, I didn't find anything. But the funny thing about about Cabinet 360 is, like, my my mother-in-law would not go in that house. And she, and we were in the, the regular cabin part, and this this is the weird thing, right? And she's she's kind of sensitive. I mean, she's had a, she's had a few she's had a few premonitions in her life, mm-hmm. but she she leads a lot of our investigations with the talking. I'm second, you know, asking questions, but she's very, you know, into asking questions. She, she does most of them. So, but when we investigated Cabinet 360, she did not ask one. She was so freaked out by being there that she never asked one question. I had to lead all the EVP sessions. She just wouldn't do it. I'm like, Jane, come on, come on. She, she wouldn't do it. Yeah. And it was, the, it was the oddest thing. So Kim and I were the only ones. We went over to the rancher house and investigated over there, but... You know, I didn't. I, I still have a lot of video footage I have to go over, but I didn't feel it. Kim said she felt a little weird. My mother-in-law was freaked the hell out. My wife was just like, "Not just not doing it." You know, so and we went in the woods. They wouldn't go in the woods. I went in the woods. You know, but it, we didn't have a whole lot of time left at that point. But um, yeah, yeah, that that place is freaky. I, I was supposed to go back with some friends. Um, uh, Southern Buckier Paranormal. We're really good friends. They're all yeah. up the road. Yeah, they're real nice. Yeah, we, we kind of mm-hmm. got them into the paranormal because they come to the graffiti house a lot. So, awesome people. Um, but they went to the cabinet 360 a couple weeks ago, back in the beginning of July, I guess a month ago now. And I was going to go with them, and I just couldn't. I had prior engagements, and they got canceled, and then it was raining all day. And I was, my mother-in-law got COVID. Like, oh. 
Yeah, so it was kind of um, – so I didn't go. I want to go. So hopefully um, they don't rent the rancher out or whatever and we can come back. Yeah, they've, they've got another event, I think, scheduled for September 24th, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be at ODU that weekend. Cause yeah. That's a thing for, for um, college kids, my daughter. Yeah. Because we're – we we're supposed to do um, um we we're supposed to do a thing at Avenel down mm-hmm. in Bedford County, but my daughter's got the thing at ODU, so we had to, we can't do that. Gotcha. So, Ronnie yeah. said he had a demon help him with his camera at the Ohio State Reformatory Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, really, I'm so jealous because all those guys went, like John and you know Sullivan, and they all went and everything. Gosh, you know, and you know Middletown Paranormal were jealous. And then John John Sullivan, president for Paranormal. And he's like, he's in New York now, so I don't know. I guess they're doing, this weekend they're doing, um, I guess, some other sanatorium or something. I'm not sure. I have to look and see what it was. But he's posted all kinds of pictures. He's at a casino and stuff. I'm like, dude, you're lucky. <laughs> I wish I could do that. <laughs> I got work. <laughs> yeah, there's John Sullivan, speak of the devil. Hey, and what's up, Paul Shields? Yeah, what's up, Paul so Shields? Yeah, cool. Tell him I said, hey, I can't respond to anything. I guess I can respond later, but. And let's see, Ashley, hey, how you doing? I know you've been busy. Yeah, you got to come over because I got your stuff still sitting here, dousing rods and all. <laughs> oh, dousing rods. I, lo- I love So uh, can, can I say anything about dousing rods real quick? Sure, so, we got a couple minutes. Okay, yeah, We so we didn't really start. I'm, I'm not going to ramble on to anything. You're good. All, but, um, we've had great success with those. And I've had, there's something, I mean, of course, I video every session we do with them. I've had some things I just can't explain. Um, at the Fox County Jail, where we do a lot of investigation, we're doing the tours and stuff, and investigated. I think we've done more tours and actually investigated there. Um, there's a little girl that supposedly, you know, died there, and there's some history on it and everything. So it's back in this room, and her name is, is um, etched into the window there. And um, we've done a couple different um, dowsing rod sessions in there, and the most bizarre thing is just like, and, 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 it's, and, and it's not me doing it. It's my mother-in-law, because she, I guess she has a stronger stronger connection with the girl there or whatever. But she asked, I mean, we'll go through like four or five minutes. She'll ask, you know, can you give me a hug? And the dowsing rods just do this. They go back and they just, they wrap around her. You know, the dowsing rods mm-hmm. go, I can't really see my hand, but they, they go this way. Cool. And it's, it's on cue every single time. And I, I can't explain that. And I got it on video and I'm like, holy crap. And it's like, she'll be talking and every time you go there, it's the same thing. And it's not like, you know, it's not like, um, I don't know, she'll keep asking it, you know, like you, like you want to get an Antoine answer. She'll ask questions and then just ask that one thing, and then they just, the dowsing rods will, will go back and, like, give her a hug. She, 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 she says, give me a hug, and the dowsing rods go back and give me a hug. Oh, and cool. so, I, yeah, it's great success with those things. Yeah. Um, I love dowsing rods. Yeah. Yeah. I've got several pairs of them. <laughs> they all have different jobs. <laughs> they, they really do. Because I, yeah. I bought one set from David that didn't want to work for me doing the tours, but it'll work for me when I'm doing Reiki work, when I do energy work. So they right. have to stay downstairs. And then my copper ones I, I take on the tour because those work for me, but it's just weird how they're like, no, we don't feel like going to all these haunted places. We're going to stay down and do Reiki and read auras for you. And that's, that is their specific job. It's, it's strange how those work. I know people would laugh at that, but I really had tested them out many different times, and they just don't yeah. want, you know, they got their jobs. Let me check blog talk real quick because I hate cutting into Ryan's show. 
All right, so I am gonna I'm gonna hang up. I gotta hang up on the blog talk side. Okay. Because I don't want to just ditch you and disconnect you off the of streamer. So hold on one second and let me try to do that. But um, I appreciate everybody that tuned in the blog talk radio. Um, we appreciate it every week. But I'm gonna hang up so I don't cut into Ryan's show. So let me do that. Y'all, we'll see you next Tuesday with John Stevens.
way, I thought. <laughs> I wasn't scared of him anyway, until I noticed those rips in my sheets, and that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street. Ryan, welcome to the freaking awesome paranormal show. I'm over here getting my stuff together, go live. I do wait until my song's over to uh, to start my stream yard here. Um, yeah, a little bit of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Trish Prince from the album. He's the rapper and I'm the DJ. Actually, there's no and. It's he's the he's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Dyslexic moment there. Yeah, he's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Classic Fresh Prince. It's their second studio album. I thought, what was their first one? What's the one that had parents don't just don't understand? The song was released as a single in early 1988. So, still, it still counts as the 80s. I thought it was a 90s song. Uh, it reached number 15 on the top 100 of the, of the hot 100. I don't think I ever really heard the song on the radio. I remember I had the CD. No, I had the tape of uh, He's the DJ and I'm the Rapper. Which one is the one that had um, the one that had uh, let's see here. The one that had Parents Just Don't Understand, you know, or uh, Girls Are Nothing But Trouble. There it is. And girls and nothing. This is number number seven. Here we go. As we go, let's get busy, baby. This is our parents just don't understand is on this one too. Which one had girls and nothing but trouble? That must be uh, the second one that came out after this one. There's another one. It's got the, the I love I love Jeannie. I dream of Jeannie. You know, it has that soundtrack going on in the background. So, yeah. So, welcome to the show. Hope everyone's having a great day. We're doing something, something a little bit different tonight. We're going to step away from the uh, paranormal just a little bit. We'll still talk about talk about some. Um, but I've got a good friend of mine coming on the show tonight. Uh, she is actually one of the original hosts of the Freaking Awesome Paranormal Show back in the day. We started this back in 2014, if you can believe that. 
feels like it just it feels like yesterday, but not really. It's 2014, but uh, yeah, she was one of the uh, original original hosts of the show, and it's good to have her back. I don't think she's been on the show since then. Um, it's been too long. It has been too long. So, like I said, we're going to talk about the 80s, the decade that shaped us, all about the fun stuff that happened to us back then, all the cool TV shows and cartoons and songs and all that other crap. So, you know, if you want to call in, number is 804. It's not 804. That's my area code. It is uh, 516-387-1922, and uh, you can press 1. You can join the conversation because we were talking about the 80s. It was always fun. All this fun stuff happened in the 80s. I think we should go ahead and put Rhonda on the show here and uh, say hi. Can I hear you? Can you hear me, hear me now? Is it? Yeah, I know. I can hear you. Okay, good. I didn't know you had me on mute. <laughs> I was oh, in there to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't oh, yeah. know this I... stuff. Oh, what the uh the the fresh print stuff? Well, I knew that like one song I guess 'cause it's you know, it was his one hit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know too much about that. I don't know either. That's why I, I mean, have Google I, I looked it up online, so it's not like I'm a I'm an expert on no, the I... fresh print. <laughs> In his album, but I did have the cassette of uh, of uh, he's the Deezer and I'm the rapper back in the yeah, day. I didn't have that. What was your first like like your first cassette or like like oh yeah whatever your first artist you really started listening to when you were younger? Um, Ten Roses. Appetite for Destruction. I mean, Okay, before, before, yeah, well, appetite. That's a funny story about that whole thing. So, the, when it was new release, and I had gone with my best friend at the time, and her mom had a doctor's appointment over near, um, oh, shit. What is the name of that? Oh, my God. They tore it down now. It's a, over in Richmond, it was a mall. What was that mall? Uh, Cloverleaf? No, no, it was way up in Richmond, and they tore it down, and now it's like Azalea? a flea market out there. Azalea, Azalea Mall. Azalea mall. Yeah, yeah Azalea yeah. Mall. So my friend, her um, her mom had an appointment over there, so we went into um, – Good, okay. So we walked in there, and – like I said, GNR, they had just been released that week or whatever. So there was a, I think it was a record store in there. So me and my friend Sarah, we went in there, and I went ahead and bought it. And, of course, you know, it was a cassette. So I bought a cassette or was it a CD? Fuck if I remember. Um, so go in there, and I buy it. I'm so excited. But then we went into another store in the mall and they had it for like five dollars cheaper um and you know you're a teenager so you're trying to hold on to every little penny you can i was like well shit 
I'm going to take this back and get my money back and then come by and buy this one cheaper. So I, I remember I walked back in there and I said that my mom got really mad because I just bought this and she didn't approve of Guns N' Roses and I had to return it. So like you did I returned it. That's funny. Huh? Like you need a reason to return it. They were like, well, what? You know, like, who cares? Just fucking return it. Well, they probably it's funny how, you, how ask, you think about it. I don't know. I'm just offered all yeah. this, you know. Like, Can I please take this back? Okay. No, can't have it. <laughs> so they gave me my money back, and I ran down the hallway to the other store, and I got it for like $5 cheaper. So that was $5 more for me. But that's what I do remember about that. But I, like, I don't remember if that was like the. Because I remember. Santa gave me a bunch of vinyl for Christmas, and I remember it was the Clash. I remember the Clash. It was uh, David Lee Roth, and there was one more. And I want to say that was probably before CNR. So, yeah, I was always a little metalhead kid, little metalhead girl. He's there, hanging out on the boulevard, blasting, you know, blasting your music. Those are fun times. Well, you can't really do that now. Like, you can't go down to, like, DMV Drive and, you know, do your little cruise around, Blacka or whatever you're listening to. And, you know, that's what we – and then, and you know, since I was from Matorca – you know, we would go to Colonial Heights, and then that was, like, the big hangouts on the weekends. And, you know, you'd get the little wine coolers, and then you'd put your Slurpee, put it in your Slurpee. Taking <laughs> your big yeah. farm. Yeah, exactly. But you yeah. you put it in your, you know, you put it in your Slurpee while you're sitting out there. And, you know, with my purple Chivette that... I got for Christmas that I just knew it was going to be a Trans Am. Um, and when I went out there on Christmas morning expecting to see, like, a black Trans Am, like the Bandit, and I got there, and there's a beige, ugly-ass Chevette. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, at least it got you where you need to go. Yeah, it did. And then I went and painted it. Um, I had it painted purple. Um, and then people start calling it the Great Bait. <laughs> He's going to call it Grimace. I was going to, like, I was going with the, like, the Prince theme, and I was going to call it Purple Rain. I was going to get Purple Rain on my license plate, but I, I don't know. Like, the Great Bait kind of took off, and that's what it was known as. You got, like, the Great Bait, like, license plate on the on your car? <laughs> I don't remember. All I remember is that damn Chevette, and I just because like okay, so back. Huh? Oh man, you could have painted it red and called it your little red Chevette. That would have been a total Prince theme. Is that? That was. You know, was that song before Purple? I mean, after Purple Rain, or was that on the uh, same one? I I remember. I I not I have no idea. I'm looking at that little red Corvette. Or, I, I think it was on I the train. All right, so what trivia are we doing? 
Uh, do 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 Hang on. It is uh do. Nineteen ninety nine. It was the fifth album. It was in nineteen ninety nine. I guess that's the name of the the album that was uh. The Little Red Corvette. And Little Red Corvette. Delirious is one of my favorite Prince songs. It's kind of very vastly overrated. Underrated, I should say, not under overrated because I like it. Underrated Prince song. Delirious. I think I remember my first cassette I got was from my uncle. And he bought me LL Cool J, Bigger and Deffer, which is a gangster <laughs> album. That <laughs> like all the customers you can think of on there. And, of course, I'm listening to it, like, thinking it's the greatest thing in the world, but not able to sing it because if I started singing those words, I'd get in trouble. Of course, you know, I had, I had uh, do what? But I didn't get in trouble that much. I it was kinda like I don't know, I either hit it really well or my parents was just like, What the fuck ever, you know. We tried. <laughs> well, I mean I we think tried. I think it was more of a, Yeah, well, you know. We did the best we could. I think it was more of a uh like I was afraid like myself, like you know, maybe I was afraid God was gonna punish me or something by first saying a cuss word, you know, 'cause it's like if you say cuss words, I used to, people just tell me if you hate say cuss words, you hate God. So I was like, oh my God, if I if I say anything like a curse word, I'm gonna get struck by lightning, and I didn't know what to happen. So I'm like, I'm gonna you know even like hell and shit like that. I was like, nope, sorry, I'm not gonna say that. But then I saw my friends cuss, and they did not get struck by lightning. So I'm like, okay, maybe I can do that. So, and my little uh, cens- my censoring myself deal. <laughs> of course, you know, I had you know, Michael Jackson Thriller had the album, you know, he opened up and he's like lying there, like in a like like a light lay lax position with the tiger on him and shit. I just like the I like the thriller video. That was always my favorite. The extended version. Oh it yeah. Oh yeah, I, I when he turns into a werewolf. No, just the part where he turns into a werewolf scares me. You know, and <laughs> his eyes turn green and shit. And yeah, uh, I don't know. Why. The only just... thing that scares the shit out of me. Um. Okay, so my friend, she lives. We called it up the path, so it was like two houses up from where I was at, and like. She was my best friend when I was growing up, and we used to go to her. I used to go to her house, and we just watched all the horror movies. Well, the one movie that scarred me, and I've never watched it since, scares the hell out of me. Like I would watch Exorcist religiously almost every single day. Um, you know, do, and another one that um, I would watch it almost every day. But now, you know, that I've been like. Yeah, like a doing ghosts for what? Joshua uh, is what? Joshua's 14, so I've been doing ghost hunting for about 14 years. So, you know, and then, like, I don't know. It's like, now that you know what you know, mm-hmm. like shit that might actually fucking happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
But, you know, just seeing her coming down the staircase backwards, I still see that shit when I get up in the middle of the goddamn night sometimes. I'll see her coming down the hallway or coming down the stairs backwards. You know, they've, but, they've got a, um, they've got a Reagan in a, in a Matronic at, um, Spirit Hall. Yeah, Spirit. Yeah. They just, yeah, I just got the email for it. I don't, I don't know if I should have that, um. It's got a little projector in the back of it, so it could, that little demon comes out the back, you can shine it. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Oh, God. You've never seen The Exorcist? No. I don't like horror movies. Like, I, I, I remember I stayed up one night, or I stuck downstairs one night to watch TV in my basement. My parents were asleep, and I had to walk downstairs. I was upstairs, the top floor, walk downstairs. Through, everything was dark. Through downstairs in my basement to watch TV. And it was like TNT or something when it was the TBS and Children of the Corn was on. I started watching uh-huh. it. It was like, it was just one of those things where it just scarred me. I'm like, okay, yeah. It was like my mom would, would rent these like these old 1950s like ghost movies and stuff. And she used to make me watch them and stuff. And I'd hide behind a rocking chair and just. So I do not watch horror movies or anything. Oh, my God. Of- I used to love – oh, I still do. I mean, I don't like the new ones because they're just stupid. You know, it's just nothing but blood yeah. and guts and gross. I like, you know, I like the, the scary stuff behind it. Like the Conjuring. Like the first Conjuring was great. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. But that was more suspenseful than horror. I'm not – I don't – suspenseful I mean, suspenseful movies don't bother me that much. I don't watch them. I'll still like really tense. But, like, I'm talking about slasher movies. and. Yeah, see, I yeah. don't like slasher stuff. I like Michael. I like the original Michael Myers. Um, I just love it. It's my favorite ever hands-down horror movie, the original Michael Myers. You know, it's like part three sucks. It has nothing to do. Rob Zombie, he came and brought him back. But, you know, it was just more blood and guts and gore and, you know. I don't know. Just give me my original Michael. No blood, hardly, but it is just, I don't know, it's just so damn scary because he just pops up everywhere and it's just that face. And then the, like, with, uh, no, not Halloween, with Jason and, like, the, well, see, in that one, they're good. Like, the first one was great because mm-hmm. it really had nothing. Jason wasn't killing. It was his mom. You know, his mom was the original slasher. And the only thing that scared me with the um, Friday 13th movies is when they showed him as a little boy jumping out of the lake, pulling that girl out of the canoe. That's the only thing that scared me about those movies was, was him as a little boy, all drowned, coming out of the water as a monster to see him coming home from my friend Kristen's house at night. I'd see him in my my neighbor's uh, barn, like in the window. I'd see him up there waving. I'd be like, oh, shit, i got to get the hell in the house. Waving at you. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Oh, my God. Like, I'm just thinking about <laughs> that shit now. And it's getting chills. Like, God damn it, no. I remember there was this movie. It was not from the 80s, but... I watched it in the 80s. It's called The Watcher in the Woods. It was a Disney movie. It probably came out in the 70s or something like that. It had Bet- Betty Davis in it. And I don't know what the premise was, but apparently there was a girl that was that was like doing some kind of ceremony in a church, and the church bell fell off the, the steeple and landed on her. 
and she <laughs> she had a blindfold on, and she ended up in like living in the mirror, like and she would people the kids would would look in the mirror and she would see this girl with a blindfold on, blonde haired girl, like maybe twelve years old, and she would be saying, "Help me." Help me. And it was scared the crap out of me. I couldn't look in the mirror for like a month after watching that movie. I was like, I don't care what my hair looks like. I am not looking in the mirror because I'm not going to have some weird 12-year-old, you know, staring at me, asking me to help her. I was like, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> but like you were saying, it's one of those movies where it's suspenseful. It's like Jaws and um, you know, Friday the 13th, they don't really use that many special effects. They use them, but not as not as much as people use them now. Like, when you heard that, that song, you know, all you needed was to see was the, was the dorsal fin, and you're like, oh, shit, this shit's about to go down, you know? Or you hear the, the music playing, you know, for when uh, Michael comes or Jason, you know something's about to happen. You get really intense. Yeah, because then you start looking around like, oh, shit, where's he at? Yeah. Where the fuck is he at? Is he in the closet? No, he's behind. Oh, fuck, what's her name? What's her name? Oh, my God. What was her? Annie. She's behind Annie in the car seat. So, yeah, that's always been a fear of mine is something's going to jump out of the behind the back seat of me. And that happened to me one time to Henricus, too, so... That was a fear that actually fucking came true. <laughs> with with the people from uh, you know from Transcend, I, I remember huh? you were talking. About. Oh Did yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They bummed yeah. me one night. Scared the hell. I thought I was dead. They finally I killed was... you. Yeah, they finally succeeded. And like Steve, if you're listening, that was his uh, most proudest accomplishment to date. That they managed yeah. to pull that off. I mean, you're rather jumpy, so it really doesn't, you know, surprise me. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, everybody's favorite thing to do on an investigation is see how much we can scare Rhonda. I remember one time we did something. It was like, where was it? It was um, hanging over the cavern. And it was like, someone took your camera or something. Oh, yes, then, yes, yes, yes. And we put it, I think Steve put it on top of the steps or some shit like that. Yeah, it was on the damn steps. And yeah. I, that, that completely freaked me out. That was funny. Did you, uh, what was your, what was your first Star Wars movie you saw? Was um, the I first saw the, one? what is it? I always say, I don't go in, like, whatever chronological order they're supposed to be in. I, number one to me, like, the first one to me is the original one that first came out, and I saw that in the movie theaters. My mom reluctantly took me and my best friend at the time, who was Michael, his name was Michael Leak, and we went to the movies. It was, uh, Crater Cinema in Petersburg. And my mom hated every second of it because she hated anything like that. But, you know, I was originally a little boy. I was a tomboy. And me and Michael went to go see Star Wars. And I loved it. And every time we would play Star Wars, I always wanted to be a stormtrooper. 
and they would not let me be a stormtrooper. They said I was a girl. I had to be Princess Leia. I did not want to be Princess Leia. I wanted to be a stormtrooper. Um, so when it came to the trash compactor scene, and we they always wanted to reenact that scene where they're in the trash compactor, and everybody's like trying to stop the compactor from you know twisting them. We had to do that, and they always made me be Princess Leia in that scene, and I did not want to be Princess Leia. But yeah, trying, that was my my. They're trying to cut it like off. Total and delay over here. I remember the first one I saw was uh, Empire Strikes Back. It went out of order. Empire Strikes Back in the theater. Cause I think, yeah. I think the, the first one came out in 77. That was the year I was born, so yeah. that's not going to work. And then I think Empire Strikes Back came out like five years after that or something. 19. It would be 19. Do, 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 do. It's five years. 1982, maybe. And then I saw Jedi in the theaters, too. Well, maybe that was right when... Maybe I saw... I saw the second one in theaters, too, because that wouldn't have been yeah, right, been like because I wouldn't have only yeah. been fucking three years old, and I wouldn't know what that yeah. was. Like, three years old, I was watching... Um, I do remember my mom said she took me to go see... Oh, uh, what was it? Oh, my God. Who's that chick in the woods? Um... That talk she had all this goddamn uh dopey and sleepy. Who is that chick? Dope uh sleepy sleeping uh Snow White. Snow White, Snow White, yeah. She took me to go see Snow White and I guess I lost interest. Yeah, I guess I lost interest, so she said I was the annoying child who dumped the popcorn out the bucket and put the buck I put the bucket on my head and managed to roll up and down the aisle of the movie theater. With the bucket on my head because I did not want to sit there and watch uh, Snow White. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, always that afraid of that happening when, um, when I take RJ to the movies. We talked to see, to see Buzz Lightyear at the beginning of the summer. How do you do and with that? He did all right. You know, I mean, it, we we saw um I totally forgot what we saw. It was um we saw Frozen two I think was when we saw it. We get about halfway through he gets kind of restless. Um, but he did did not put um pop, the popcorn bucket on his head and roll down the aisle. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, he I'm doesn't know what he's any ideas. I'll have what to was the first? Oh, yeah. When was the first time you saw Ghostbusters? Uh, I saw Ghostbusters in the theater too. Um, that was all. You know, everything was in because we didn't have like when I was growing up. At first, we didn't have a movie theater in Colonial Heights like they do now. So we would have to go to Petersburg um, to Crater Eight, or we would have to go to. Uh, at Wanted Hill Theater. Wanted Hill Theater was a two-theater movie, and my mom, I made her go take me to go see Silence of the Lambs there, and she was scared to death the whole time, and she kept saying how the movie theater was so dark, and she's like, oh my God, Ronald, in the movie theater is so dark. I'm like, Judy, it's a movie. What the hell? It's supposed to be dark. 
Well, the whole time she didn't know she had her damn prescription sunglasses on in the theater. So it was like, I guess, 10 times as dark as it should be. Um, it's yeah. It's dark in here. It's so weird. Why is it so dark in here? Even, even she was so jumpy, so coming home, she had an Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra, and when you turn, like, it was like 80-something, that was like a door lock, so when she would press lock, I guess it was the, you know, one of the first automatic locks, it sounded like a fucking jail cell slamming. So I remember riding through Petersburg, Old Town Petersburg, going home, windows are down, because it's like in the summertime. She, and she, she, she's already jumpy because of Silence of the Lambs. Um, I'm laughing hysterically. And then she sees people just hanging out, standing on the street corner. I remember this. And she hits these locks. You, it, like, echoes through the whole damn city, sounds like, because they're just, like, ching in the lock. And she sees people <laughs> on the street corner. And you hear these doors locking. I'm like, oh, my God, just get me home. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, Ghostbusters I saw at uh, Crater 8. And then Joshua loved Ghostbusters when he was growing up. And he, I took him when we went to go Trans-Allegheny. He dressed up as a Ghostbuster um, for their fall festival. And he was like the little tiny celebrity that everybody wanted to take pictures with him in front of Trans-Allegheny. That was, that was great. Um and then he started liking part two. I couldn't get into part two at first. You know, I like my starting through. I don't I don't like and I definitely don't like remake. Yeah, I saw Ghostbusters too in the theater. Uh the first one I it was the first video we ever rented was Ghostbusters. Um I think we went to Movie Mania and rented that maybe the first one we got. We had, when we got our first VCR was uh, was the original Ghostbusters. My sister saw it. I remember she came home and she was like, I can't believe, she was like, I will, she said, it felt like something that would actually happen or something like that. She had her, her and her friend to death. And I was like, and I watched it. I'm like, this isn't really that scary. I'm not really sure where you thought this was actually going to happen. You know, she was also like 13 or 12 at the time, so. You know, maybe her imagination got the best of her. But uh, I remember I saw Ghostbusters 2 at Willow Lawn Theater with my sister. I remember I had the, the book, the Ghostbusters, and, like, the actual, like, like novel-type book. I remember reading it, like, four or five times. Yeah, I have any of that. And then, you know, I, didn't, I never... So you like the female one, the 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 one with all the girls in it? I I didn't watch it. I refused. I I like I said I don't like remakes. Um, I I never I it did not interest me to watch it at all. And like the one that just came out, people were like, oh my god, you should watch it. You you know you like the original. And I'm like, I can't I can't watch it. I don't know. I just I don't know. It's on now, like orange to what is it like? Um, stars, I think it's on now. And I just, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess maybe if I ever have a day where I'm not doing something, I can just chill out. Else, it. Maybe I guess. 
I mean, it wasn't bad, you know. It wasn't like, but it was definitely one of those movies where it's like it's different for, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of fan fan like, like I don't say fanfare, but they do. It's like they do a lot of stuff just to just to appease Ghostbusters fans, you know. Oh, we'll throw this in there, we'll throw that in there, just to like, you know, try to you know keep the Ghostbusters fans happy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, you know, they, oh shit. It's like they, um, I don't know. They have no original thinking anymore. So let's just take a classic and let's remake it. And we're going to just fuck it all up. Kind of like they did with, uh, Pet Cemetery. And then they're going to try to, um, what are they going to try to remake now? Exorcist. Like, you know, just leave that shit alone. Makes me so mad. Yeah, I mean, it's more like we don't have an original idea, so we're going to go ahead and and we're going to... Yeah, we're just going to screw everything up that I... Like, they don't, like, don't fuck with Breakfast Club. Don't, don't mess with any of that shit. Like, those are my movies. Like, I will watch those religiously over and over and over and over and over. There, there's a set list of movies that I just, I just watch on repeat all the time. Like, when they tried to remake, uh, you know, um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, you know, they fucked that all up. And just leave this shit. I forgot to do that. Yes! I, I didn't watch that either. I wouldn't watch that, but... Wow, yeah. that's one of those. You can't remake the Rocky Horror Picture Show. That's just like, was that one of those like live it was shows? For Fox. It, it was yeah, on Fox, wasn't it? it? I don't know. I just remember hearing about it and it failed miserably. I mean, once somebody should only be doing once, you know, and that's like because it's just the the time and just the the way when it was made was the right time to make that movie. Yeah. You know, it, but I can see, like, with the Ghostbusters, kind of bring it back for a, 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 another generation, you know, a different generation, or make it kind of modernize a little bit. You know, they could start a new Ghostbusters franchise, you know. But I think they're trying to remake Ghostbusters, just, just trying to, you know, make it for a new generation. Whether they have these kids now or the the Ghostbusters, and they're and they're going to take what it, you know what the original team did on to the to the future, but you know make remaking the Rocky Horror Picture Show was just you know or even the Shining. Yeah, yeah. Shining um, oh God! Well, you TV. know when they did Doctor Sleep, Doctor Sleep did it justice. Like Doctor Sleep was okay, and it was kind of like. I mean, it was it wasn't a remake. It was kind of like an extension of you know Danny growing up, yeah. and that that was that was okay. I, I mean, I did watch that. That was cute. But yeah, Good Shining, night. don't fuck with that either. Shining, Shining's great. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie. Like yet. all the old ones, all the old movies are great. Yeah, I don't see them remaking The Breakfast Club or the movies like that. Of course, I say that. And there'll be your breakfast club. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to blame you. Yeah, God damn it. Yeah. 
head, you know, head over my big mouth. It's all so Ryan's fault. I wonder if they're going to make a sh- another short circuit. I see, I didn't like that. I don't know. That was too, <laughs> I don't know. That was too corny for me. I can watch Sonic that. Five? That was epic. Classic nope. movie. Nope, nope. Sonic 5's a lot. I didn't watch that. That was one of my favorite movies. What else did I watch? Like I said, I watched, Never like, I had the Exorcist uh, VHS. I watched that. I wore that shit out. It's just scary. That was a weird one. Man, if my daughter or my kid watched the Exorcist religiously as a kid, I would probably ask if they needed some help. Do I need to call a priest or something? Well, you know, what's funny you say that is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Bible. okay, back in the, I don't burn? remember, you can Google it, I know it was in the 90s, I think it was in the 90s, because I was, uh, I was probably in the ninth grade, ninth or 10th grade, um, Geraldo had a special, it was a Friday night special about protecting your children from becoming, um, taken over by a satanic cult, and I remember my mom and dad almost pretty much forced me to sit down in the den and watch that um, because they saw which direction I was heading. <laughs> oh, my God, I do. I remember, and I remember, you know, this was all before cell phones and texting and everything. Yeah. So um, I don't remember if it was the next day, and I had called my boyfriend, and I was telling him, I said, oh, my God. You know, guess what, you know, my mom and dad made me do. And I was like, oh, my mom and dad made me do it too. Because he was, like, really big into Iron Maiden. Like, he hands down loved Iron Maiden. Um, and his mom and dad were cool. So I think it was more like his mom. Because I remember his dad was just there and danced like Axel for us in the den where we were sitting mm-hmm. there watching. I, I don't know. So, like, shit like that, I remember. He was just sitting there and his dad would dance like Axel for us. And I thought that was great. <laughs> but I do. I, I don't remember. Like, Geraldo had that special, and I remember I had, I don't know where I got it. I had a cross. Was it a cross? It was a cross necklace. It might have been an upside down cross necklace, for all I know. But it turned into a knife. Like, <laughs> it had a, you know, yeah, like, it was, like the bottom of it turned into a knife. And I wore that all the time. And I don't know if they thought, oh, my gosh, she's going to become a Satanist because she's wearing uh, a cross, a fragile cross necklace that turns into a knife. But, yeah, look at me now, Judy. <laughs> yeah, go, you go to your, your uh, weekly sacrifices, you know, you got your you got your rope with the hood, you know. Good times. Look at me now, Jesus. Look at her. You know. You know, and it, they get such a, you know, we're not even going to go down that road with, uh, you know, that's like another talk. But, like, I swear to God, like, people, you know, have such a misconception over, you know, like a rudder root true, you know, like satanic cult does. And, like, I don't really know the whole ins and outs because, you know, I'm, but it's, like, completely opposite of what Peralta was like preaching and like oh my god protect your children but there was this uh, 
Oh my god! See, like we're not even doing pop culture. I'm just doing like memory lane right now. Now you're like getting me to think. I'm like, oh my god! I remember when I was like, when I would I'm stay the night at my friend's house. You know, I'm I'm very I'm being like a therapist here. You know. You are, and you're gonna have people come like, oh my god, can that girl come back on and do more crazy stories of her uh, childhood growing up? I do. Like there was this one. Okay, talking about. Like a satanic devil worshiping or whatever they were at the time. I don't know who these people were. Okay, so my friend, um, I, we I would go spend the night at her house, um, and she had I was like a fairy in her backyard, and I was getting crap you know, out of throwing up. I had a cemetery in my backyard. I would oof, that would you no. Know. No, 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 Well, you know, and it wasn't her family. So they moved, like, they, you know, they moved in this house, and it was, like, this little, yeah, little, it was, like, five graves in the backyard. It's in the country, and that's what people do. You know, they buried them, in, you know, in their, on their land. So you don't, you know, it's not like poltergeist where you dig up the headstones and you leave the bodies. You just left everything. So, like, she was telling me about they would see a lady walking down the hallway at night. She had long black hair, and I, I remember the tombstone. What was that chick's name? I remember her name. It'll come to me, And but, um, yeah, I hope she don't come to me, but um, yeah, so I'm sitting there. Oh, yeah, that's a whole other man. Something, some shit happened the other night. We'll, we'll talk so, ghost stuff. Um, All right, trust me. We'll get, it, we'll get into that. I know you got some good stories to tell about, you know, actual paranormal investigating and stuff. But I think we do something a little different tonight. But, yeah, go ahead with your story. So, no. So, like, we were, I want to say it was Martha, Margaret. I don't remember. But, anyway, so I asked my grandma because, you know, my grandma has lived there all her life. So I asked her, does she know this lady? And she said, oh, I, I think I remember her. She's like, yeah. She's like, but she – She's long gone, Rhonda Lynn. She's been dead. And I said, well, do you remember what she looked like? She's like, yeah, she had this pretty long black hair. And I'm like, oh, shit, that was her. So I remember that was in the back. And, you know, so that was the whole thing. Um, I'm just like, I've always been intrigued in that anyway. So that just intrigued me to no end. Um, but then as we were walking to um, the lake, We'd ha- we could get right on, like, leave her house, walk down River Road, and go down to Lake Chesney mm-hmm. and go swimming. Um, that's when you could swim there. And there was this house on the road. And I remember she's like, that's where the devil worshippers live. And I was like, the what? She's like, the devil worshippers live there. I was like, how do you know? She's like, oh, that's what I've heard. Um, and there was this guy just sitting there. And he was, like, in a rocking chair. I do remember he was sitting in a rocking chair, and he was rocking. And we were like, okay, so, and it was kind of freaking me out, just the vibes I was getting from this dude. So my friend Amanda, like, she just started singing, uh, what, Jesus Loves Me. And honest to God, I promise you this is the truth. This bitch started rocking so fast on that sport, it almost like he was fucking levitating. And we just fucking hauled ass. We hauled ass to the lake. Um, And then supposedly they did stuff. And the woods behind her house. Well, we went walking down there during the daytime, and we saw it was like a we called it the pit. 
because um, it was a huge pit, and mm-hmm. then we saw stuff out there. So we don't know if they saw us snooping, but I would always catch the bus. And this is before I was driving. So we would, what was I driving? I think it's right before I got my car. Um, yeah. Was it? Fuck, I don't remember. I know it before I was driving. Um, and I was waiting for the school bus at my nanny's house. And I remember they drove this. I don't, know, I don't know, it was like a bubble-looking car. I do remember that. And then they, I saw that they started fucking stalking the house, and, like, they would drive really slow. It was freaking me to get out. Um, and then I don't know whatever happened, and it just stopped. But I think we found out who, um, like, my family was, like, my nanny and everything. I think must have found out because, when I told Nanny about it, like, she's like, oh, well, that lady, that's their mom, and, like, she's certified crazy, like, she, like, she, Nanny, you know, back in the day, you know, Nanny said, well, she thought she was a witch, and this was before, you know, when the whole, everything took off, but, so she's like, and they admitted her, and she came by here and dropped the boys off with me. So she's like, she's like, oh my god, the boys that are like riding past right now. She's like, yeah. She's like, but like supposedly when their dad found out that she abandoned the kids with her, came and got them. I don't, I don't know the whole story. I just remember that freaked me the hell out with that guy walking on the rocking chair. I don't even know how the hell I start talking about. See, I'm like, I'm so random. I start talking about stuff, and I was like, hey, how the hell know- I even get on this story? We went down the rabbit hole, and uh, we, we, just kept going. we just kept kept on going. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I, was it like an old house that you know? I'm picturing this well, old guy that was like decrepit house, you know, just rocking back well, and it forth. Was a, I remember it was a one story house, but it was an old house. I guess it was like you know, not very old. I guess maybe in mm. the 50s or something. So, I mean, it was an older house, yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, that that kind of freaked me out. I do remember, you know, her brother. So, back in the 80s, remember those, like, the rope cuts we were wearing? Well, the girls were wearing their hair with the feathers hanging off of them and stuff. So, yeah. he had a whole, yeah, he had a, like, and you'd win them at the carnival or you'd buy them at the carnival or fair. Um he had, like, a, a fishing line or something in his room or something, and he had a bunch of them hanging up. And he wouldn't have a fan or anything. Just, I, don't know, I don't think he had a fan. And I remember it's the, the things. The, that was the house that that lady would walk around in, and you'd hear shit in the house at night. Um, and, the, the, like, I remember the feathers in his room were just, like, flying back and forth for no reason. That That was... So that was my first, uh, my first, well, uh, my house is all kind of scary. I think if I saw but, a woman with long dark hair walk around in my hallways, I would freak out. Even, even, I would, it doesn't matter. Now, you know, the kid, it not matter. I would still freak the fuck out if I woke up and I saw a woman, you know, with long dark hair or anybody. So I oh, I would totally that. flip out. I would flip out right now. 
Yeah. I mean, it's oof. Well, it's like when I when we're investigating, it's like you know we kind of want to see it because we're expecting it. But if you see someone who's not supposed to be there, and all of a sudden you look in the hallway and somebody who's there, yeah, it's gonna freak you out. Hell yeah, it freaks you out. I would Can't run out the door. Hell. Get your recorder. <laughs> talk for it. No, I'm gone. Shit. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> Oop, nope nope nope. I'm going to leave the house. Better have it. You can. I'm leaving out. You can have it. I'm gone. Oh, so I, I'm gonna give you some time to promote uh, whatever you have. Go, what do you think? Whatever you guys have got coming up here. It's 9:53, and before we start talking, oh, go down the rabbit hole, which you know would be fun. Well, we don't have much time left. We do have. Uh, we have Paracon coming up. Um, Paracon is at Fleetwood, um, Fleetwood Church up near um, Brandy Station, right over there by um, Graffiti House. Um, that is what coming. Is uh, that is, shit, let me get to my calendar. Hold on, my radar. Um, shit, let me get to my calendar. Um, that is September the 17th. Um, and... So you can, I mean, if anybody's interested, they can always just uh, go on to uh, Facebook and look for um, Fleetwood Paracon. And I think there's stuff going on on Friday night also, like it's a Friday night investigation. Saturday, they're going to have a bunch of vendors during the day, a lot of speakers. I will be vending. Um, I will have all my fun stuff out there. Um, And then... Speakers and all kinds. I think they're going to have a food truck. So you have all that coming on, going on. So that's in September the 17th. Um, I don't really know. And, I mean, we have some stuff coming up just ourselves, you know, stuff here and there. Yeah. Just for the team. And, um, like that. Do what? I didn't hear you. That's you cat. cut out. Like, yeah, uh, well, the tavern, at, and we have some stuff yeah. coming up at a couple um, other locations, just, you know, messing around and stuff, you know, that we've been invited to do. Um, but then, you know, if I'm not doing that, then, you know, I'm always doing, you know, my craft shows and my, um, so I'm doing, there's another huge thing if anybody um, needs something to do. What the fuck was that? See, I'm outside, and it's just some fucking street. Um, August the 27th, um, from 10 to 6, there is a curiosity fair in Chesapeake, and it's called the Vintage 60, um, and it's at the Chesapeake Convention Center. And that is a huge vendor fair, but it's a very oddities, um, geared towards oddities and curiosities and weird, odd. Um, they're going to have a lot of uh, dancers and a live band and food and owls and and I'm going to be vending that day also. So that that's definitely that's going to be a fun day. And I think that's in, yeah, ten to six, but that's in Chesapeake. But those are the only really yep. two things that um, I can think of, except for you know us messing around and yeah. and. We, <clears throat> we just we've had got, you know a couple things. To like to toot your horn a little bit, we got some we got some uh, 
some stuff from you at uh, St. Albans this past spring. Really oh, yeah. Big board. And uh, yeah, the girls both like the gifts we got them from you. So, yeah, if you guys get a chance to go out to Chesapeake and or any, any like the farmer's market or wherever she's going to be at, definitely go check her out because the stuff she does is really, really uh, well-crafted. And, um, yeah, you can check me course. out on Instagram. Um, it's djipsysiren0412, um, and you can check out stuff that I do there. I do a lot of really cool, um, cool posters with all kinds of pictures and those I'm interested in. I do a lot of fun uh, jewelry. I do a lot of Native American beadwork jewelry. Um, I just finished this really cool caulking tray. Um, I just had to finish putting a new top coat on that one. But, yeah, I've got it. And I'm making, yeah, so I've got a bunch of stuff that I'm making. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. And I'm so excited for this Vintage Trixie because, like, first off, I want to see the owls up close. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I just love, I love, I love spending money anyway. So I love shopping. But I like to see what everybody else has, and I love jewelry, so. That's fine. It could be a good. Yeah, it'd be a good day trip, you know. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, uh, hate to cut this short, but uh, we got like two minutes left. Oh yeah. Thank you for coming on. I, you know, you know, as we talked about culture, I think we went. I think we uh, the show was a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. No, we're (laughs) still with it. You know, um, I think it was a good time. Like, good time. What the hell is wrong with her? Bringing back old memories, digging, you know, getting deep into your psyche, you know, unlocking doors you thought were closed forever, you know. It was fun. Uh, there's, there's no doors that are ever closed. My doors are always popping open in the middle of the night sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you have, you have a great night. I'm going to go pass up because I'm freaking tired. I will... I'll talk to you soon. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for having me. That was fun. No problem. I'll see you. I'll be around. I'll see you. I'll come to some of your events or whatever. I'll, I'll see you at your – I'll come see you at one of your uh, farmer's market. Surprise you one night, yeah. one day. Oh, yeah, 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 because I'll be doing – I'll be doing Petersburg in a couple of weeks. So I do Petersburg Farmer's Market, too, um, Saturdays. But um, I'll probably be – not this Saturday, but the next Saturday I'll be out there. So. Yeah, if you're out there in your Petersburg, come see me. Oh, uh, good. All right, have All a right. good night. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. All right, bye. That was awesome. It was really fun talking to Rhonda, going, you know, taking trips down memory lane. And, uh, yeah, next week we're on vacation, so we're not going to be here. Um, then we'll be back, Jerry, Holly, Tracy, Ann, Two hours of paranormal and spiritual talk. 